0: Everybody and welcome to episode number fifteen of the Nitro Mania podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host, and this is the show where each week you lucky listeners get to listen to me go slightly more and more insane. I do hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Andy, where we discussed the absolute shit show that was World War Three ninety five and the nitro following it, and ultimately decided to retire the Yetis jersey to the rafters here at Rundown Studios North. Honestly, it's actually been about a week since we recorded that episode, and hell if I can remember anything that was actually promised for this week's Nitro. So let's jump right into it, shall we? It is Monday, December 4th, 1995, and we are coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Eric welcomes us to the show and reminds us that they are coming to us from the home of Super Bowl Thirty, quote, the greater Phoenix-Scottsdale area, unquote. Well, thanks for being so specific, Eric. He actually has to be that vague since Super Bowl 30, which took place almost two months later, featuring the Dallas Cowboys defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers, took place at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona, a 12-mile, 21-minute drive from the America West Arena where Nitro is emanating from tonight. In the arena, we get a shot of the aisle and some brand-new light effects as a series of Nitro logos flash in sequence down the aisle towards the ring. At the desk, Mongo has Pepe perched on his shoulder because he's dressed like an angel. Uh, Pepe, that is, not Mongo. That'd be somehow even worse. Uh, All three men are wearing appropriately Western attire. Uh, Heenan has a bag of, quote, weasel wafers for the dog, which is some sort of electronic toy that is really quite distracting during this opening segment. Eric tells us that our main event tonight is Luger versus Savage for the world title, but which man will be champion going into the big triangle match at Starcade? Mongo then tells us that we have a title match tonight, while Eric looks frustrated. Eric then tells us that the WCW Executive Committee have put Hogan, Giant, and Flair on probation. Heenan then says that Luger will be the new champion after tonight, and we're sent down to the ring for your opening contest. Your opening contest tonight is a tag team match for the WCW tag team titles. The American males are trying to regain those titles from Harlem Heat. Now, the American males are apparently heels now, as the crowd is booing them quite fiercely. Sadly, in the story that just won't die, Colonel Parker appears in the aisle during the match to give Sister Sherry some kind of gift. It appears to be some kind of shawl or veil, possibly an Afghan uh, along with a ring. oh, Sherry then proceeds to leave with the Colonel to the dismay of Booker T. Stevie Ray then gets into an argument with a black guy in the crowd who I think I'm supposed to know, but they never actually tell us who he is. Uh, a couple of hot tags later, Bagwell cleans house, but he take back over and retain the tag team titles following a Harlem hangover from Booker T. A decent match, a good opener, but nothing that's going to rock anyone's world, really. Uh, they show us that mystery black guy yelling at Harlem Heat again. As Bischoff promises Sting versus Kurosawa after the break. When we come back, Mean Gene pull up your socks and get ready is in the aisle with Sting and Luger. Wow! Oh! Sting has apparently asked Luger to be a part of this while they talk about Luger. This interview segment that is while they talk about Luger. Sting, Luger, and Flair will be in a triangle match at Starrcade to determine the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. Sting says friendships are stronger than business, and he thinks that Luger will win the title tonight and that he'll win the match at Starcade, meaning they will be facing each other down the road for the championship. Sting says he's not going to, quote, twinkle toe, unquote, around the issue, and their friendship doesn't mean he'll take it easy on him. Luger agrees that he will win the title tonight and agrees that he'll beat the crap out of Sting, his best friend, if he has to. Sting then starts to leave with Luger and Jean before remembering that he's in this next match and turns around to hit the ring. Kurosawa enters and the commentators note the absence of Colonel Parker, who is probably in the back bumping the ugliest of uglies with Sister Sherry. Sting wins in maybe three minutes with a Scorpion Deathlock. Nothing major here. Fairly pointless, honestly. Uh, while Sting celebrates with the fans, they send us to an ad for Starcade. It's New Japan versus WCW, apparently. And I still can't get over the fact that it's on a Wednesday. Uh, this Saturday night, it's Disco Inferno versus Johnny B. Bad. Brian Pillman and Chris Benoit team up. We'll see Hugh Morris in singles action. And Guerrero versus Bubba. Enter Scott Norton when we come back to the arena. Eric says he's known Scott for years, which makes his talent scouting skills questionable. Scott is taking on the Giant, who is accompanied to the ring by the Taskmaster and Jimmy Hart. Bischoff promises us Hogan and Sting versus Anderson and Flair next week on Nitro. In an impressive spot, Norton actually manages to hit the Giant with an atomic drop. While he's holding Giant in the air, Heenan yells, He's 500 pounds! Which I'm going to say is patently false, as Giant is smaller in 95 than the Big Show is now, and they don't announce the Big Show at 500 pounds now. Eric then tells us that as long as there is action in the ring, they will stay on the air and that the C in WCW now stands for committed world committed wrestling. They're not going to cut the show right at 10. If there's something happening now, this is halfway through the show, by the way, so I don't know why they're talking about it now. Shortly thereafter, Norton tries a top rope maneuver, but gets caught and slammed for the pin. Another skippable match other than that atomic drop spot, which was impressive, uh, when we come back, your main event. Back from break, Mean Gene is in the ring. He brings out Ric Flair. Hell of a main event. They really do a hell of a job promising something and not delivering until two segments later, don't they? Anyway, Charles Barkley comes out with Ric Flair. This is your first celebrity appearance on Nitro Mania. And on Nitro, for that matter. Charles Barkley basically cuts a heel promo in his home arena. Not sure why that happened. Then flair cuts a face promo calling barkley the greatest basketball player alive to the cheers of the crowd then barkley goes for the cheap pop but then gets cheap heat in the very next sentence he says i don't know back to the desk mongo still has the dog heenan still has the weasel bag for whatever reason now it's actually main event time luger versus macho man for the wcw title The match begins when Randerson rings the bell, despite Lex Luger being outside the ring still. Uh, They both work the arms, Luger screaming like an idiot the entire time, and we take a commercial break. An absolutely hideous ref bump leads to a Savage elbow drop. Jimmy Hart calls Ric Flair down to the ring, who sucker punches Savage with some knucks. They drag Luger on top of Savage, and then nothing happens as Flair exits the ring to taunt in the aisle. He eventually bumps into Hogan, who chases him back into the ring. They begin to fight. Randerson is back in the ring and begins to count the pin, but it's broken up by Hogan, which leads to Savage getting disqualified. Hogan fights with everyone. Sting comes to the ring. Sting, for some reason, saves Luger from getting clocked by Hogan and gets clocked himself. That causes Hogan and Sting to start arguing, and Savage tries to break them up as we go to break. By the way, I seem to remember the big rumor around Steve Austin being fired by WCW being that Eric Bischoff didn't think he'd be able to market a guy in black tights and black boots, but here we had Randy Savage defending his WCW championship against a guy wearing nothing but black tights and white boots. We come back and Gene is in the ring with the three best friends of all time. Gene reminds Hogan that he's on probation and that he touched another referee, and Hogan tells Gene that he doesn't give a shit about probation. Hogan wants to know whose side Sting is going to be on next week in their tag team match. Sting says he's on Hogan's side, but he's also on Luger's side because they're best friends. Sting is just trying to get Luger's head straight and get him untangled from this Jimmy Hart mess. They then begin to argue about Luger's true intentions. Sting and Hogan eventually get on the same page. Hogan asks Sting to keep Luger out of his face. Sting promises to do that to the best of his abilities. Gino then sends us back to the desk. Bischoff reminds us what just happened in the main event, reminds us of what's coming next week. Heenan expresses doubts about the veracity of Sting and Hogan's handshake. Mongo mumbles something. Bischoff again reminds us of next week's tag match, and we go off the air. This was a very so-so episode of Nitro for me. It felt like it was missing something. Uh Perhaps the fact that there was no cruiserweight match tonight. Things, I don't know, just felt off to me. Perhaps also the fact that the giant Norton match was only seconds longer than the Sting-Kurosawa match. I don't know. Uh it just feels like nothing happened. You know, nothing got advanced. Uh Cage Match agrees. The show has a 5.5 rating out of 10. Uh, and garnered a 2.6 TV rating up from last week's 2.3. Now, it's tough for me to pick something for you to go back and watch this week, but if I had to, I think I'd pick the tag title match. Uh, I'd call it the best match on the show, but that's not saying much. Uh, Over on Raw, which was once again taped on November 20th in Richmond, Virginia, the British Bulldog defeated Bob Holly. Fatou beat the Brooklyn Brawler. Razor Ramon successfully defended his intercontinental title against Dean Douglas. And in your main event, keep those two words in mind, Sid and Marty Jannetty fought to a no contest. A no contest. Sid and Marty. Weird. Uh, this show has a slightly better cage match rating than last week at a 3.56, as opposed to that 1.7 from last week, and the TV ratings again match Nitro at a 2.6. Uh, nothing seemed to happen anywhere else in the world, according to Wikipedia, on December 4th, 1995, so that does it for this episode of Nitro Mania. Uh, please check out all the shows here on the Rundown feed, The Sit Down, WrestleMania, Salvation, NXT Revisited, glowstick and of course, the Rundown itself. If you want to see me live and in person, come out to LPW Fall Frenzy on Saturday, October 14th in Clinton, Mass., LSW Fall Fury on Saturday, October 21st in Peabody, Mass., or APW on Saturday, October 28th in Salisbury, Mass. Check out all the shows that are part of the Questionable Endeavor Network at questandnetwork.com, including a show I've guested on a number of times, the Raw Attitude Podcast. And come back here next week for Sting and Hogan versus the Horseman on an all-new episode Of Nitromania Do you like scary movies? You have been invited to the Slasher Sanitarium. Come join us as we talk about horror movies, horror fiction, and horror television. Subscribe now to the Slasher Sanitarium new episodes. Coming soon.